Welcome to the Ham Planet podcast. Subscribe and share to support the show. I'll start off with Genesis. Genesis means origins. And gray is a color between black and white. Everything I move, and I'm never chilling. I'm taking psychedelics, then my brain is in the ceiling. And people are always telling me to pop a fucking ceiling. I'm never always taking drugs, yeah, I'm really killing. Genesis is my name, spin my game. Everybody say the same shit, but I'm on the blame. Never know what's talking shit, and I keep it in my lane. Best believe my mind is clean, best believe my mind ain't stained. Man, I got pee on this podcast Living every night, it's gonna be a fucking blast Every time I'm making money, give it me in cash Yeah, I invest, cause I just like that fucking asset W2, that's what we fucking do I had to quit my 9 to 5, this shit ain't cool Working as an engineer, but I'm too cool Cause my mind is creative, like my boy Pete, dude Yeah, Let's go. Shall we head to my favorite planet in the galaxy? The planet of good vibes. 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 Alright, alright, alright. I love humanity. I think it's great. I think the word you're searching for is Space Ranger. The Ham Planet Podcast. Top of the morning, folks. Good afternoon and good evening, ladies and gents. Welcome to the Ham Planet Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Ham. And if you're new to the show tonight, love to see it. At the Ham Planet Podcast, we're all about three things. Good vibes, great people, and glorious stories. And ooh-wee, I'll tell you what, we've got many glorious times, stories, and vibes on the docket tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight's guest is a great friend, a great brother, a mechanical engineer, graduate from the Baylor University. <laughs> he is also a multifaceted artist, Genesis Gray. And if you don't subscribe to Genesis Gray, take a second, pause your show, go subscribe. Go follow on Spotify, and you're doing yourself a favor, ladies and gents. Yes, you fucking are. He is a man of God. He is a man who is an absolute beast with a rugby ball. Yes, sir. He's a great friend, a great brother, and we are hyped to have him in studio tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. O'Neal Mbakwe. Let's give it up, ladies and gents. Appreciate you having me, Pete. Appreciate you being here, O'Neal. How you feeling? Man, I'm feeling so fucking good. Like, 
from the day, from the moment where, I don't know, you've just been, your energy has just been so fucking genuine and generous. And I fucking appreciate that. I, pr- I appreciate you, O'Neal. Uh, I, I, I'd say the same for you. And I feel like that's one of the reasons we're good friends. We both got the good, the good genuine energy. Good vibes. And it's great to have you in here, brother. Yes, sir. O'Neal, so, brother, Genesis Gray, mm-hmm. multifaceted artist, manifesting many amazing things. And I would love for you to speak on Genesis Gray and what you envision that will come to fruition. Mm. Damn. So I start off with Genesis. Genesis means origins. And gray is a color between black and white. Uh, Growing up, I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood community, but I was always true to my culture. You know, I'm a Nigerian. I am an African-American. And so I was always true to that culture, but there was still those moments where I felt too white to be black or too black to be white. So in order to fit one or the other, it was like there was a lot of um, things I had to conform to, some stereotypes that I felt like I needed to conform to, but at the end of the day, it wasn't really genuine to who I was. So instead of trying to be white or black, it was just accepting the gray that I was in. And that's where Genesis Gray comes from. I love that. I love that because... I feel like one of the things is, and, and we've spoken on it tonight, it's sometimes we might feel attached to a certain, it doesn't necessarily have to be race, it can be uh, a certain industry we, we're in, or it can be a certain area of study that we've focused on. You can feel attached or glued or even trapped to, to that be fitting within that scope if that makes sense hell yeah and um it's so limiting and it's so um just very limiting i mean i i feel like i can't put a better word than that and i feel like the fact that you make that a focus of your your name your brands is a beautiful thing bro i appreciate it and you you said it like the identity. Yeah. It's uh, the identity is that we feel like we have to conform to. It doesn't necessarily have to be race, but it can be job. It can be the group that we're in. So many things. So many so things. So many. So many things that we feel like our identities need to be tied to. No doubt. No doubt. Um, I mean, I feel like the list can really be endless. And, you know, if you're able to stay... In that area of I am first, last name, and I am me. And I define my own path. Hell yeah. Which that leads me to your favorite quote or life motto, which is, I am the master. Master of fate. Um, fuck. My favorite quote is from the Invictus poem. Yeah, And it is, I am the master of my fate and the captain of my soul. Brother, that's my favorite quote, too. I, I've said it before on the podcast. So if you're an OG listener. Yeah, you, you it know, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually. Uh, so you live by that shit. I, I've, 
I've always viewed it as uh, such an inspirational saying. And honestly, I didn't even come across it from rugby, which, mm-hmm. which many people think. Um, and there's a lot of rugby people who aren't even rugby people who know that quote. I mean, it's it doesn't it doesn't get much better than that. That poem is fucking. It hits different. Exactly. And um, I actually, it was a motto of one of the we'll call it divisions of infantry at the military academy I went to. It was one of their mantras was the invi- the whole Invictus quote, but that was, that was what they had bolded. Mm. I'm the master of my faith. I'm the captain of my soul. Captain of my soul. And um, it's just, it's a special one. I got I, I to gotta say, I was extremely hyped when I saw that on there. I'm like, God damn it. I, 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 knew, I knew me and Oni got so <laughs> much in common. Literally. Brother, so... Um, it's great to have you here tonight, and one thing that I want to say that was great about tonight is we had a good prayer by the river, bro, mm-hmm. and uh, I just want to say out there, ladies and gents, you need to spend some time down by the river. Maybe it's not my river, maybe or it's not my river, it's just the nearest river. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a river by your home, but um, O'Neal, we, uh, we got to go hang down by the river and we shared a moment of prayer and I'll be honest maybe I'm like a lot of you out there maybe maybe I need to pray with the community more but I haven't had a moment where I pray with a fellow fellow brother in a, in a while in a while I've had it with gr- maybe groups yeah but I haven't had it one on one or even in a you know, a smaller group outside of the dinner table, you know. So how was it for you? Oh, it was great. It's it's a it's a it's a moment where you you feel the power of the prayer a little bit more, if that makes sense. I could feel you know, just the good the good energy and the fact that you're doing it with someone reminds me of the great quote. Teamwork makes a dream work. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge philosophy I love and I embrace. And that's why I feel like I, I love doing the podcast so much because, you know, it's a, it's a teamwork thing. It is. And um, it was a great moment, bro. So I just want to say, I really appreciate that. Yeah, man, I'm, I appreciate you sharing it with me. Hell yeah. Especially that with River. If y'all yeah. haven't seen the river, I'm telling you. Rush Creek. Shit, it is the most serene river i've ever seen like you go from backyard to fucking narnia in the summertime like everything is just so perfectly peaceful peaceful. exactly it's where i get my nature time so i always try and get 60 minutes of nature time a day on you and uh i know you do a lot of meditation a lot of spiritual connecting a lot of prayer it's important what does that look like for you on a weekly basis? What's like maybe your essentials? My essential starts with breathing, really. That's, breathing. That's, that's very important. Focusing on it? Focusing on it. Being intentional about it. Like the power of the breath. Like when we're speaking, it's the power of the breath. Like words are just the breath. 
You know what yeah. I'm saying? And if you're able to take the time to breathe intentionally to let your body actually work for you, it's uh It's a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing, Pete. And it's like if I can do that shit and just focus on my breathing, because in there's moments, I'm sure you feel that way, like whenever we tense up, the first thing we don't do is breathe. Right. And we fucking hold our breaths and then we feel like we have to make huge, these huge problem for athletes. Bad. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. Then you feel like you have to fucking make these um like you're holding your breath and it's like the decisions you make are depending holding on your breath too. Or holding your breath too but if you just fucking ex- exhale and breathe it's like all right let me just get this clarity from what my environment is actually telling me so i like to breathe a lot bro i really like to breathe a lot strategic breathing strategic breathing i um i love that i i need to do a better job of it one thing that makes me think of is my former rugby coach when I was attending military academy, mm. Daryl Nolan, great guy, been on the show. He he was the first one who even like brought that to my attention. Like when you enter a stressful environment, not just a rugby tackle, not just when you're about to smash a guy in the face before you go in the try zone, mm-hmm. but anytime you enter a stressful scenario in life, you need to. Yeah. Because breath, oxygen, is your source of life. And if you're restricting yourself from that, you're reducing the quality of your life and your performance. Yes. So breathe. Breathe. And breathe breathe often. And be aware of it. Bro, you know what's interesting? Yeah. Whenever you're breathing, the way your body interacts with drugs as you breathe. Absolutely. Have you felt that way before? Like, um, yeah, depends. Are we talking like Advil or are we talking um, tequila? We talking tequila, baby. Okay. <laughs> yeah. With tequila, it's definitely out of everything. When I'm breathing during a tequila consumption, mm-hmm. it makes an impact. It's neat. Tequila is when I need it most. When you need to breathe I'll most? be fired up. Oh, yeah. You got to breathe. But, but a good fired up. Tequila works good for me. I think what you, you were saying it works good for you too, right? Bro, tequila. What was your favorite kind of tequila, first of all? So I'm not a connoisseur, but That's I do kinda. like the Casamigos. Mm. I'm not going to lie. The Reposado I put you on? I do like the Reposado. Yeah. I thought I've never, I've never had Reposado. I've always been kind of pussy about it. I'll be honest. I've always thought like... Ooh, kind of looks like a whiskey version of tequila. Gonna stay away. But Shit. would you like a shot? Yeah, I'd like. I love. I love one. Yeah, let me pour a shot. Ladies and gents, whether it's morning, afternoon, or night, get a tequila shot in you today. If it's morning, maybe hold off till after. You know, you get something accomplished. But we are having the respira. Am I saying it right? Reposado. Reposado. Reposado with Genesis Gray in the building. There we go. O'Neal, do you speak any other languages? So, I know... You know how to say cheers in any other language is actually what I'm curious about. I know the arriba, abajo, acentro, adentro. Adentro. See. 
Spanish? Spanish. Espanol. I was just there last week in uh, Cabo. Cabo? Cabo Wabo? Cabo Wabo. Good ass time. Perfect time of the year, too. It was uh, it was pure. It was perfect, bro. Like we were at the. Tell it, so did you land on a Thursday, Friday, Wednesday? We Give landed us the run through. The run through. So we landed there on a Thursday. Thursday, when we touched down, it was me and five other of my friends, close friends, and we were just celebrating my homeboy's birthday. But we pulled up there, all inclusive resort. Damn. Um, Villa, who, who's homie? Who's homie's birthday? We can give him a little happy birthday shout out. Oh, happy birthday to my boy, Darren Desmond Samuels. Man is a happy great birthday, Darren. Great, great brother, great friend, great engineer, great mind. We came to Cabo to celebrate his birthday, and it was a it was a good time when we talked when we touched down on Thursday, bro. Yeah, literally. Have you been to an all inclusive resort? I I have and holy shit, they're oh, great. They're not good for big, con- large consumers like me. I, they lose money on me. They lose money. They lost money on me, bro. Hell yeah. They they definitely lost money on it's me. It's a mission. Anytime I go to one of those places and like they're like, hey, all you can have. I'm like, really? Bet. Okay. Bet. Game on. Game on. <laughs> I'll five cheeseburgers. I'll have three tequila bottles. And I'll have a gallon of orange juice <laughs> at 3 a.m. <laughs> and I'll eat. I mean, whew. shit. They're great places. So y'all were at one in Cabo. Yes, sir. We and the fucking villa we were at was beautiful. Like marble, marble floors, hot tub, pool on top of the hill. And every day you would just wake up to this beautiful view. Like just heaven on earth. You would just wake up to a view like this and just be like, dang. The water looks different there, too. Exactly. It's just, it's got that azul to it. Clear, you know? clear. Clear. Just walk through it and do your thing. But it was just so, we were there from Thursday until Tuesday. You buy any uh, headbands? Bro. I know they sell them. You know, the, you know they, they have sell them, the crazy shit. The crazy fucking headbands that have some. funny as fuck. <laughs> when I was there, I was there in 2016. Yeah, yeah. So the shit then was pretty pretty funny. What kind of shit were they saying? Bro, it, well, it was all uh, Hillary. I mean, it was Hillary stuff. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, uh, 2016. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, Hillary jokes, Trump, like Joe. I mean, they they always have both sides. Which is a great, a great sales tactic, of course. Right. And these people in Cabo and in Mexico, and they don't so, even know. They Sometimes don't know, but they don't even know. They're so in tune with like American culture, right? Right. Like we were at the beach, and there was a a dude who was selling us like bands, but he was also doing like steps and strolls from um and from like fraternities from uh what's it is it MPHC. National Panhelic Council. MPHC, yeah, yeah. He was doing strolls from there. He was there. I'm dancing? Like, he was doing the strolls from it. Like, no one else would know. What's a stroll? So, you know, I'm a part of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, and we have a stroll. Yeah. And, like, each fraternity has their own strolls. And this and fraternities and sororities have their own strolls. And this guy who was just on the beach was doing all of the strolls. I'm like, how the fuck did you learn all this shit? Well, I mean, he knows his target market. Got to give it to him. That's true. Did yeah. I buy? No. No. 
But it was a good effort, though. It I'm was sure. Good effort, though. I'm sure he was offering a good deal. Yeah. When I was there, they were offering like buy one headband, get four free. <laughs> so we, I mean, yeah, we just couldn't say no. <laughs> they were hilarious. They, they always, they always have. Ah, uh, you know, they've always got inappropriate ones. We'll leave it at that. Mm. <laughs> Yo, how do I lower this? Hey, if you know, you know. Um, yeah, just grab, just, just grab it that. and take it wherever you want. Bro. I'm just gonna manhandle this. How about yeah, that? just man, you can you can pick it up. Sometimes I do the old lean back. Oh, uh, this is perfect right here. Sometimes I just do the hold. Sometimes I do the shoulder deltoid lifts. Okay. Nice. Yeah, getting get, <laughs> getting some reps, brother. <laughs> brother, if there was a documentary about your life, the title of it would be "The Master of One." The Master of One. The Master of One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How one voice changed the world. Mm. That's a good title too. Damn. They're both great titles. Maybe they go together. They mean the same thing, maybe. Literally. I like I like that title, How One Voice Changes the World. I've always wondered that, like, how powerful the voice can be and how powerful our voices could be, how powerful my voice could be, especially with um, the age that we're in right now, you know? No doubt. I mean, we're fucking on a podcast right now where people are probably going to listen to it. If you're listening, we love you. Spank the like button. Spank it. Spank it. (laughs) Who doesn't love a good spanking? (laughs) I mean, come on. Give it a a spank. (laughs) Give that shit a spank. Give that shit a spank. But O'Neal, yeah. You're making a a very great, serious, valid point. And mm. spot on. The voice is a powerful thing. Uh, one thing that I feel like is a, definitely a good topic of discussion is getting your voice to be powerful for the good. I feel like is a very difficult thing in our in our era. And and not only being able to spread a good message, give good stories, give good knowledge, give good information, wisdom, that, you know, none of this is easy, none of that's easy, but you can have that, but the widespread of it or the wide push of it, that definitely is difficult or getting your, getting a good message out to many. It's difficult nowadays, but it's not difficult in ways that it was in the past. Mm. You know, in the 90s, you just couldn't get your message out because you didn't know where to buy a microphone or you couldn't you couldn't uh, just go order a camera off Amazon. Yeah. You couldn't upload any. There wasn't a YouTube in 1990s. Um, two th- 2010s. Nah, it's just it just not. Got better. It got it's better. It got better, but and then now in our generation, some would argue that 
there's not enough voices or the wrong, or not the wrong voices, but not all of the voices that should be shined upon in the spotlight are getting that, that spotlight. Mm, who comes to mind whenever you think about that? So when I come to think about that, I come to think about just a certain situ- a certain uh, recent occurrence. I'll put it this way. I don't think about a certain per- a creator specifically. I think about how, which I know you know, O'Neill is also a creator, has a tenured podcast, artist, amazing rapper. So I feel like you'll have awareness that a lot of things were censored during the... Rapper uh, and singer. Rapper and singer. Uh, I mean, O'Neill, I mean, there's not anything you can't do. So, I mean, Mm. maybe I should just say what you're not. (laughs) 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 But... Brother, salute to that. Salute to that. Bro, but uh, a lot was definitely censored during uh, these past two years. A lot has been algorithmically restrained. Mm. And that's interesting because... For better or for worse, you know? Yeah. But but it has been something that, that's happened, and there's been data to back it. Not enough voices that we need to hear. Are being heard. Right. Which which leads me to Mr. Elon Musk purchasing Twitter today. Crazy. Crazy. Man, I don't know if I like that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, so why not? <sighs> I do like it, but I'm not like, I'm not an Elon Musk fan boy. I think he's smart, sharp. Yeah. Got a lot of good about him. 100%. Hundred percent. No, he's not a. He's. Can he can he deadlift five hundred? No. <laughs> Does he name his kids not names? Yes. Yes. But. Does the guy have a good purpose? Absolutely. Now a word from our sponsors, ladies and gentlemen. Taking a quick break from the program here to let you guys know, I got some pretty dope news. Your man, Peter Ham, host of the Ham Planet podcast, is officially on Cameo. Yep, Ham Planet is on Cameo. Say it's your mom's birthday and your mom loves you. Go ahead and get a Cameo. And I'll wish her the best damn happy birthday she's ever heard. Hey, your girlfriend, she's a little upset at you. She needs a good laugh. She needs uh, some good energy. You covered, boys. I got you covered. Don't you worry about it. Just get a cameo, ladies and gents. It's at Peter Ham on Cameo. Do a birthday song. I'll do a bachelor party. Whatever you got, honestly. Bringing the heat, bringing the energy, and you know I'm bringing the good vibes. Look forward to seeing you guys there. Look forward to giving you some special personalized messages through Cameo. There's nothing. I love more than celebrating with the people who love the Ham Planet podcast. So go ahead and visit Cameo at Peter Ham. Check it out. Show some love. Follow. Get it going, baby. Back to the program. Yes, sir. You got Peter Ham and O'Neill Mbakwe in the building, yes, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's see what these look like. What should we like better? 
I'm trying to decide between, between the Lacoste. Oh man, these Lacoste are Lacoste are dope. Yeah, I gotta I gotta stick with my Lacoste, bro. Lacoste has uh, woo starting to get a little vintage value to it. You know what I'm saying? Which kind of feels weird because I remember when it was the OG new shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Did you ever rock with it when it was the OG new shit? Oh, oh, oh! You betcha. Mm. I was out of control. Yeah. I wanted Lacoste. I wanted. There was a moment in my life, third grade. Third grade, so don't judge me. <laughs> I wanted a baby blue Lacoste polo and a white Lacoste polo so that I could wear both at the same time <laughs> and pop the collar. <laughs> Two collar shirts at a time? Bro. Uh, yeah. yeah. That sounds about right. That sounds. How how did you get that down? Because like I'd be put, putting on two shirts and then like one is does one have to does one have to be bigger than the other? It wasn't comfortable. It wasn't comfortable. Shit. No, they're same size. You tried to mesh them uh, like two shirts, and they were both buttoned up. None of them. Right, right. Two just button ups from the store. Not a not a standard look. Not something anyone do not recommend. But it was like what I wanted to rock so bad. And that was the same year as Sperry's trending, huh? I feel like Sperry's came to life a little bit later. Okay. But this is a good thing to talk about. Our, our, our younger swag. I remember, just to, just to get us going, we're going to start on our first footwear that Let's we remember we were obsessed with. For me, O'Neal, it was Fat Farms. You remember Fat Farms? I do. Fat Farms with the fat top, high tops. With the laces, especially laced so that they were horizontal. With the opposite color lace on the opposite shoe. Oh, wow. With the with the shoes not strapped in, but with the strap connected, but still flopping around. That was the swag. Wow. That was the earliest shoe swag that I remember being ingrained in my head saying, I got to have Fat Farms laced like this with the flap. And I had... Uh, some red, white, and blue ones. Dang. And I wore them until they stank like shit, and I had to throw them away. <laughs> it was a sad day. What was your first shoe swag that was ingrained in O'Neal? The first shoe swag that was ingrained in O'Neal were the Sperry topsiders. Like, I would, I can remember wearing the Sperrys with Nike what, socks. What year? It was when, I would say it was... Ninth grade, ninth grade when I came back from Nigeria in high school because when I was in Nigeria, you know, we just had before before that. So, were you in Capel or were, so, were you, yeah yeah I was in Capel. So I was in Capel from can I was born and lived in Capel all my life, but I went to middle school for a year in Capel, then did the additional two and a half to three years in Nigeria, and then came back for. Uh, ninth grade in America. Yeah. But when I was in um, middle school in Capel and just uh, sixth grade and whatnot, I can remember, like, my mom would always buy me these shoes, bro. Like, yeah. one thing about my mom, she always wanted her kids to look good, bro. So That's a good mama. It's a, it's a great mama. Yeah. 
So I would always have um, Nikes, fucking Reeboks, Starburys, and everybody would be in school like, dang. Your brother's like, Oh, Neil, you got all these shoes. Don't get me going on Starburries. <laughs> I had like a couple pairs of Starburries. Hell yeah, 15 a pop. Exactly. And my mom would fucking just get me all these shoes. So it's like I just took all the shoes that she gave me, but I didn't really choose one of my own. But yeah. When I came back from Nigeria and I started seeing like everyone wearing Sperry's, I was like, yo, I want Sperry's of my own. And then people started wearing like Nike socks with the Sperry's. Yeah, like, had to be Nike. You know, uh, kind of kind of take it away from its rigid structure of just khaki sperries and whatnot uh country club massachusetts boater white boy exactly freshman at fucking elon <laughs> exactly right like we wanted we wanted to expand it we wanted to expand it into something different and i was so someone who i wanted to be i wanted it to expand to me too when sperries came around did you ever rock sperries oh hundo p hell yeah no doubt about it oh yeah sperries definitely so, are you saying Sperry's were your first, like, shoe? Like, I gotta have them. Because that's pretty late. Ninth grade? Bro, when I Which tell I you. Which res- I respect the hell out of that. I guess I was maybe, what is it called? Uh, a Metro? Nah, I don't even, I don't know. I was, I was a beast. But I uh, definitely liked my fashion from a young age. Bro, when I tell you, like, that was the first one when I came back. That's what I wanted. Like, Sperry's. Because... I would always in Nigeria we had we had our uniform, so it was like you could have love uniform. We had like certain shoes, certain clothes, and certain things we had to wear. So it wasn't like I was looking for the next best thing. Right. It was just looking like, all right, what can I wear that'll look cool with my uniform that I have now? So Did it was you just enjoy like the some, uniform, bro. It was easy to put on. Um, I got some custom uniforms made for myself because too small. No, I wasn't. I wasn't swole back then. I was kind of a. Uh, I was a chunky kid back then. Yeah, eighth grade, chunky in eighth seventh, grade. Seventh, eighth. Me too, bro. Sixth grade, yeah, yeah. I was a chunky kid, bro. Yeah, like I was a chunky kid. But hey, we're not chunky now. Look at us now. Look baby. at us now, baby. You know what I'm saying? We'll knock down a brick wall, no problem. No problem. We'll fucking punch that shit down. We we honestly will, which is. Maybe a good sign. If you're out there listening and you have a kid who's in 6th, 7th, 8th grade, maybe a little bit, you know, softer on the edges, bigger than you, <laughs> bigger than you want them to be, don't worry. They might stretch out and they might just become a beast. That, that kid is about to become a fucking beast. Yeah. A fucking beast. Bro, I, maybe it's good. This is a good topic of discussion. Yeah. Or, or for our people watching let us know in the comments is it a a good sign if maybe you're chunkier in the sixth seventh and eighth grade a hundred percent i went from 225 in eighth grade to 185 my sophomore year yeah what happened i started just getting obsessed with working out and was running a lot yeah was running a a shitload because i was trying to uh, I played football growing up ever since second grade and had always been a lineman. Uh-huh. Hey, being a, I mean, lineman fucking sucks. I mean, let's be honest. No glory. It's not fun. It wasn't for me. I mean. I wasn't a lineman. I was a, a running back and an outside linebacker. See, see, that's good shit. But left guard. Fuck. <laughs> not a good time. 
honestly pissed me off. But I was always very big and always very physical. So it was uh, kind of the position that I got attached to from a younger age and played it, played guard, tackle. Got to play a little defensive end, but my sophomore year, I was dead set on next year when I come in, I'm playing fullback or I'm playing tight end. Mm -hmm. Nothing else. Mm -hmm. Deleted everything from my memory. I'm like, those are the two positions I'm playing. I don't play lineman anymore. Mm -hmm. But I played it for eight years. Long story short, got prepared. Like, was diced up. The most diced up I've ever been. Eight pack. Honestly. Shit. Yeah. And I'm, I don't even, I don't think that's even necessary, but came in ready to rumble at tight end or fullback. Still got put at lineman said, fuck it. I quit. I'm playing rugby. Mm. Yeah, bro. That's how I quit football. That was in ninth grade. That was, um, my sophomore season. Okay. Okay. My freshman year I played, I was a, a lineman. I, I played a lot of DN, too, my freshman year. Oh, so they tried to put you in, like, a O-line position or, like, lineman position, but you didn't want that shit. So you no. said, fuck it, I'm going to go play rugby instead. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Hey, rugby is a fucking amazing sport, bro. Yeah, it's so amazing. I love that sport. Like, yeah. even watching it, I've always told myself that it was going to be, uh, I'm going to own a rugby team. I think I think you'd be a great owner. O'Neal, um... Talk about your introduction to rugby and your background in sports and how how you came to be a member of the Baylor rugby team. The Baylor we, we rugby were team. O'Neal and I were teammates. Yes, we were. Damn good teammates, too. Yes, sir, we were. Uh, so a little bit about my sports history. I always grew up playing a sport, whether it was um, soccer, whether it was football, whether it was basketball. You know, I was in everything. And... When I got to college, it was my senior year. I was like, yo, I'm playing football. Don't really want to play football anymore. But, you know, I still want to stay active. So I need to play some sports. So and you weren't playing football senior year? I played football my senior year of high school. Senior year of high school. I played okay. high school all four years. I mean, football all four years of high school. But when I got to Baylor is when I didn't play football anymore. And I can remember... There was a day I was in the cafeteria and um, I had heard about rugby and I came to. Who did you hear about? Who did you hear about rugby from? My main man, E. Yo, shout out. Shout e. out to Ayrton. Yo, I was just talking to you last <laughs> Yes, sir. I heard, it. E. I heard it from Ayrton. I was like, I saw him playing. I was like, yo, I see that you play rugby. And he was like, yeah, bro, I do. And I was like, yo, I'm trying to play. Like, how can I play? He's like, just come to practice. And Ayrton thought that I was just going to be one of those people that be like, okay, I just want to play rugby to get in the, the parties and the soirees and not really come to practice. But, oh, no, hell no. I, when, I, when I met you, O'Neal, I, I knew you were in. Yeah. I knew you, I knew you were in. Yeah. I, knew, I knew a lot of people when I saw them and just looked at them, I'd be like, you ain't going to last long, pussy. <laughs> but with you, O'Neal, I, I knew, I was like, the first practice you came to, you – smashed a few motherfuckers and mm. I was just like yeah O'Neal we need we, we, we need him around bro I had such a fucking good time playing rugby too and when I came to the first practice and then just met everyone and started playing the games and started understanding like 
rugby is more than just like physicality. It's yeah. also like intellect and technicality. I just started and character and character, bro. And character, which uh, is a there's huge, some fucking pussies in in rugby that don't have that character. Like, not even on our team, but like the teams that we used to play. Right. Ah, uh, and whenever they weren't, if they didn't have character, that they're not a true rugby player. They right? weren't, and I would just fucking smash them. Yeah, those A and M bastards, <laughs> or an OU, anyone, any any opponent. But a big part of rugby is your character, and it, it has your character, and it's it's not normal for Americans who play violent sports, who play contact sports. Rugby is a game where you have to want to fucking kill whoever's across from you on the opposing team for eighty minutes. Mm. Dominate them, destroy them, conquer them, and win. Mm. And then, right following the match, you gotta sit down with them, have a beer, and eat some have pizza, have a chat, have a feast, yeah, and and make peace, yeah. And it's not easy. I've seen some. I've seen some after match fights. I have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk, t- tell me about that. Tell me about that. Well, comparative to football, and I'm not trying to rag on football. Football, football is a major part of who I am. But um, in football, when do you when do you care about your opposing teammate or your your opposing team? Mm. Not often. May maybe the guy who is a a good person, who plays slot receiver, you know, is gonna pray for someone who gets injured on the other team, but that's about it. In rugby, you have to share a meal with them, make peace with them, become their friends, and learn the game and learn about who they are. Following the game, I mean that's. A staple of rugby, which is hard. It was hard for me. When I started playing rugby, and I initially learned about that, because we had to do it in high school, and I was like, oh, hell no. That blonde bitch on their team, I fucking don't like him. Mm. I'm going to choke his ass out if I see him one more time. And the captain came over to me and was like, Peter, no, 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 no. Mm. Don't be a little bitch. If you act like that, you're the one who's basically being the pussy. Being the bitch. You need to have high character. You need to show respect because rugby is about respect. Because at the end of the day, all 46 of us who played in that game are out here putting their life on the line. And battling and smashing schools for 80 minutes for the love of the game, for the love of the team. So show, It was really for the respect. love of the game, bro. We didn't have no insurance, bro. Oh, yeah. Well, we we, did we? we, we technically did. Yeah. Did we? Yeah, but who, who? <laughs> I don't know anyone who tested it. Maybe we got to call Parker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he'll hear us if we answer. <laughs> I didn't know. We love know. you, Parker. I, I came Sorry in, about the year. I came in there just knowing that there was just the assumption that there was no insurance it was just the the love of the game and like learning something new like i had never played rugby before until i came 
Were you playing uh, running back or linebacker in high school? In high school, I played outside linebacker. Yeah. Were you thinking about going to college for it? But, you know, I was. You know, at the time, there was a point were in you, time. Were you, were, you top, were you good? I was good, but I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't. I didn't give myself enough credit. Bro, I feel like you are a great r- runner with the ball, though. So your, your high school fucked up. By not putting you at running back. I was a running back my freshman year, and then they moved me to... They should have kept you at running back. I think so, too. From the, from what I've experienced, you playing rugby? I appreciate it. You you run with a kill mentality, which that's how I am. I'm a better... I'm a better... I'd be a better running back than outside linebacker. Because mm-hmm. I, I just run with like, hey, I don't see you if you're a defender. I'm running through you. I want to damage you. I want. To, I, I. I mean, if you're in my way, you're dust. Mm-hmm. Tackling, I'll. I'll tackle hard as shit, but I, I'm more of a ball runner for sure. No, me too. That's why I loved rugby because it just gave me the chance to hold. Yeah, you got to run a lot. I got to run a lot. We we needed you to run it as much as you could. Oh, I fucking did as much as I could. And now a word from our sponsors. It's your man, Peter Ham, checking on in here. And today, ladies and gents, I am going to give three simple things that anyone can do that helps the show tremendously. Number one, ladies and gents. Number one is to simply invite your Facebook friends to like the page. All you got to do is go to Facebook, type in Ham Planet Podcast. It'll take you to our page. You will then see a section that says invite friends. You click select all. It sends your friends a little notification. It's not too overbearing. And it invites them to like the page. Uh, This is tremendously valuable. That's number one. Number two. Two. Number two, ladies and gents, is to provide a good old five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or Facebook. Thirdly, y'all, is engage. Engage, engage, engage. Simply feel free to share anything. Feel free to comment on anything. Say whatever you want. Uh, You can engage on our page via Facebook. You can engage on our uh, Instagram. We've got Ham Planet. And we also have at Ham Planet Clips. And we're on Tiki Talk. I gave in. All the kids are doing it. So now we're doing it. Tiki Talk at Ham Planet Clips. And of course, YouTube, Ham Planet Podcast Clips. So, ladies and gents, that's going to wrap up the video for today. These are three simple actions that you can do that will help the Ham Planet Podcast tremendously. So, that being said, ladies and gents, I will see your beautiful face. You are a first generation Nigerian. Mm hmm. I did want to let you know that I have a, I have a brother, adopted brother, who's from South Sudan. I don't know if I've ever talked to you about that. The one that you went to Cobra Academy with, huh? Right. We talked about it. A, we've talked about it a little bit. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, bro. So I don't know. I know you lived in Nigeria for three years, but do you know how different is Nigeria from Sudan? I, I honestly haven't been to either. I wouldn't know either, bro. I've never been to Sudan in my life. I would love to go, though. Have you heard? No? I haven't heard. 
much about it. I just heard of the name Sudan. Yeah. What did what is um what could Sheer. you grasp from what your friend Sheer. Brother. Sheer is his name. Sheer? Yeah. Sheer Joe. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so there's a lot I learned from him. The ton I learned from him. And uh still learn more every time I'm with him. Sheer, hope you're doing good, big dog. Um we we're roommates. Well, we we've been brothers for shit, thirteen years. That blows my fucking mind. Shit. Thirteen years, but we were bunk buddies. Mm-hmm. Bunk buddies in a little small ass room. Mm-hmm. One fourth the side of one fourth. You could fit four of our bedrooms inside of the studio. Damn. Yeah. That was Not tight. That Not that big. It was tight. It was tight. And we were bunk buddies. So I learned a lot from Sheer. I learned um, I learned that I love Sudanese music. I, it was just African music in general. Bro, we would fall asleep to it every night. And we were so different too. So we kind of like just had a, a special bond. Yeah. We knew like, yo, you're a white kid from fucking... Texas, and I'm fucking seven two from South Sudan, mm. and I can dunk on any single person in the world, mm. <laughs> and we're in the same room together every night, bro. That's amazing. Twenty four seven, honestly. That's amazing. It's like, and to even it's talk a huge about part of who I am, and I, I share. You you already know this, but. You know that just opened my eyes, mind, and heart up in a new way. Yeah. Because one thing about uh, Sudan is they have gone through uh, a civil war, or they did go through a civil war that lasted for, I think, two recently to, two to three two to three decades. It, it recently ended. Technically ended. Shit. But um, damn. Basically, it was a, a Muslim versus Christian scenario. Uh, South Sudan is a Christian uh, culture. North Sudan is a uh, Muslim traditional cultured area. And certain organizations in the north were very destructive to the south. With, and there weren't just, there were tribes, there were communities that weren't just purely christian based but um yeah a lot of uh pain and hardship happened to south sudan due to that because they wanted certain laws and i'm not an expert on this so don't call me on anything but um i did learn a lot from sheer certain laws and ideologies the north wanted to implement throughout the entire country weren't okay Mm-hmm. With the South, long story short, that led to a civil war that lasted decades. And um, South Sudan is now its own country. It's been its own country for about six or seven years. Just in particular, South Sudan? There, there's, there's Sudan and South Sudan. Wow. Yeah, if you look at the map right now. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. And this is as a result of the war. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, and um, one big thing it showed me is like, we don't, 
we don't learn about that. Like, I didn't fucking know about a civil war going on in Sudan. Mm-mm. I knew there was a civil war in the United States, but that was hundreds and hundreds of years ago. I didn't know there was one going on right now, but Sheer was able to speak to me about that. And man, it's um just so much of the way he grew up and like saw the world and the way he told it to me and shared it with me. Seriously. Just open my eyes, bro. And Sheer, correct me. If I need any correcting, you'll probably you'll probably be proud of me knowing what I know. <laughs> Sheer is from the Dinka tribe mm-hmm. originally in mm-hmm. South Sudan, <coughs> and um, in the Dinka tribe and in South Sudan culture, wet the beak. It is. It is tradition that the leaders, the the heads of a state, the the top dogs, are very active in that sense. So, Shir's dad was in the government. <laughs> he was a top official, and you know, if you're one of the top officials. Your view as okay, you 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 have strong seed, mm. spread. We need that, and honestly, fucking not a bad, not I a bad fucking way of thinking. Honestly, I really can't knock him on that. Yeah, like me and O'Neill, strong men, pop, smart, sharp, handsome, good style, good swag. Swear, I can't like, knock him. I mean, <laughs> if your seed is strong, then and you feel like you're capable to do stuff like that. Then I can't knock you, like right, and and, and that could be a whole different discussion. But it's not. <laughs> well, that's me getting one step ahead of myself. I'm thinking it's not encouraged like that in the United States. No, it's. Why do you think that is, bro? Why do you think that polygamy isn't encouraged in the United States like it may be accepted in the other countries? To me, like polygamy in the sense of. Anyone just getting with anyone and being able to produce with other or be intimate with other partners and have children. We are scooting and booting along in the episode. More good vibes in three, two, one. You know, we are. Mm. And O'Neill, where we were discussing was a quite interesting topic on. why polygamy isn't encouraged, which we could continue deep diving into that, but I had an imperative question that has arisen to the top of my frontal cortex that I would just need to fire off. Shoot. Which is who, in Genesis Gray's opinion, are the top five rappers of all time? J. Cole. Number five, J. Cole. No order. No order. Let's try and get... Could we, we get an order? Or is that... No. Nah. There's just... Could we get Could we get top three maybe in order? Top three or in order? Or do we want to get top five unorganized first? Let's get, let's, top, let's get let's an get, organized Let's get a force. group of top five first. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Who's a group of top five? J. Cole. 
Lil Wayne, Kendrick Lamar, Dick Cole Wayne, Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, and Andre 3000. Shout out, r- respect. <laughs> if I can give Sodium, an order, bro. I can't. I can't give an order. Like I can't. There's no way because there's they come out in different seasons. You know what I'm saying? Like there's times where Andre 3000 may be number one. There's times where Lil Wayne may be the one. There's times where J Cole may be the number if one. If you look at their career collectively and their influence and their influence, impact, their, their influence and their impact on their impact on you personally as a as a as a musician, mm. shit. Who would you say? Who who who's at the top of that mountain? See, that's what I'm even speaking on. Is like, in terms of me, the fucking five of the people I just listed. They've all impacted my life in ways that I couldn't understand, like no one else could understand. Like Andre 3000 has a lyricism and the fluidity of like a universal poet. I don't know if you've heard a lot of uh, Andre 3000's music. Oh, I am a big Andre 3000 fan. I fucking love Andre. Mm-hmm. Me too. I know. He's a universal poet. He's the first guy who got white people super fired up for hip-hop. Yo. Roses sent hip-hop to the moon. <laughs> I had a feeling. I was thinking about that song, too. I know you'd like to thank you. Don't stay, but lean a little bit closer. See that roses really smell like ooh, ooh, ooh. Bro, that that was a song, in my opinion, that fully got the whole white community (laughs) on Andre 3000. I mean, if if I'm wrong, let me know in the comments. But that that's the first one. Eminem, you know, Eminem was a rapper who was white, but he didn't bring in the whole community like Andre. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Andre Andre made it cool to sing it at school. Yeah. Andre made it okay to fucking, you know, just be, be a lover of hip-hop and be a lover of rap and make it like, oh, okay, th- this guy's not a little pussy. Like, he actually... He likes rap. He knows his shit. Eminem for me was like more of the the rapper who lightened it, like lightened the atmosphere, like yeah. from joking around with his lyrics to fucking being witty in the way he would deliver. It was just like um, a refreshing period for me when I started listening to Eminem. Bro, Eminem was amazing. Like Eminem, out of all the rappers you listed, I would say played the biggest role in my life mm. i was definitely in, i i mean i'm not a musician so i mean i'm i'm just speaking from a creator standpoint mm. little wayne in a sense showed me that if you feel as if you're great at creating don't be afraid to try something new don't be afraid to create something that's out of your realm mm. don't be don't be afraid to give it a fucking shot and if it doesn't fucking work it's okay it's not a big deal at least you gave it a shot and you know what 99% of people won't give it a shot Yo. Lil Wayne when he made his uh, rock album that 
that inspired me in a sense. I was like, okay, only a couple good bangers on here, but <laughs> God damn it, I love it. I mean, this is this is like you try Kiss in the rap Lil Wayne version in the 2000, 2000, 2010 era. He tried in Lil Wayne. When I was in Nigeria, that's who drop the world still slaps. I'm gonna pick the fur, the world up and I'm gonna drop it on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's good? Spank the like button. Drop the world. <laughs> Lil Wayne. When I was in sixth or seventh and eighth grade, that that was. If you would ask me that question, who was my number one? It would have been Lil Wayne, because the way he was like delivering and the way his music was was like so funny but so deliberate so intentional relatable and fucking relatable have you heard of a song by uh lil wayne and kendrick lamar called mona lisa yeah hey do you know the do you know the fucking um story behind the song i actually know all right so whoever hasn't listened to mona lisa y'all need to go ahead and listen to mona lisa but before you listen to mona lisa listen to my words that i'm telling you right now mona lisa is about women and the fact that women have so much power in the way they can control a man. And Lil Wayne and so Kendrick much. Lamar, they're fucking aware of the power that women have in controlling men. Because, oh, yeah. and in the way that they deliver it, they show that they use that power to put themselves at, at an advantage. And Yo, when I heard that song, it was like, yo, they see the power of a woman. and Women are powerful as shit. That's so fucking underestimated, in my opinion. Yeah. I want to talk about equality. Fuck, give me a fucking shot. <laughs> Come shot. on, baby. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. A little Casamigos for the ladies out there. All you beautiful women. All you amazing intellectual women who are... Bringing the world to new heights. Shout out to all the queens. You. Shout out to all the queens. Shout out to all the queens. Shout out to all the good moms. Yes, man. Speaking of that, hey, a big thing in our world, which one thing I love about O'Neal is I can, I can, we can discuss anything and we can, we can get to a good conclusion. In our world, O'Neal, let's go a little toast. Cheers. The bright future. <sighs> Those vanilla notes are saving me, bro. I stop being. In. Love it. Does it make you speak Spanish? Bro, tequila, when I bit. tell you, it does. And even when I was in Mexico. I mean, was... you were talking, you, you, you were speaking a fluent? No, uh, Mosca, yo hablo un poco. Ah, un poco. Sí, sí, señor. Sí. Sí. Entiendo. ¿Entiendes? Está bien, está bien. Pinche. <laughs> hey, this guy's a... <laughs> We got to limit vocabulary. We got to limit it. But I had, when I was in Mexico, bro. I made a Latina girl, though. When I was in Mexico, I was speaking with, like, Latinas and Latinos fluently. And 
even going back to what Ooh, you were talking about wee. we were talking about like you were talking about like a dark you, man speaking spanish on the beach in mexico is a dangerous thing for any woman you heard him i mean you heard him i've seen brothers lose their women that way you heard him you heard him i mean if, if you know you know and if you don't know you know now <laughs> but respect brother it, I, how much do we know how much percentage of spanish do we know i could listen i can hear it there's just speaking of back that i am getting better at you that's know what i'm saying that's for saying yeah and even talking about listening you were talking about you and your buddy from sudan and not buddy brother your brother from brother, sudan. He's, he's a brother my mistake your brother from sudan yeah one thing that it made me understand about you is that you listen oh yeah you, you need to you listen and like energy is so universal where we don't really i have to understand like the language but we just have to understand the energy behind it then we can understand how to reciprocate it and so what we're giving back through that energy as well so true and even when i was in mexico and talking with people it's like i understood about 60 percent of what they were saying but 40 percent it was the words that i didn't understand but if i picked up on their energy and i was able to give it back to them then we both found like an understanding between each other and when i was in mexico mexico really just showed me that i really need to it's listen universal truth yeah bro I, you can't just fucking listen with your ears you have to listen with everything Even everything if not, well they always say i mean the the data that everyone always speaks on is 90% of communication is non-verbal. Non-fucking verbal, bro. You're so, so serious. So, so how good are you? So how good are you? This is a good question we all need to ask ourselves. How good are you at listening to non-verbal communication? Uh, I do my best. I do my best to listen. O'Neal, you're damn good. You, I appreciate you, it. You're one of the You are one of the few you know, great people I have in my life who is one who makes it a top I mean, I do have a lot of friends who are wonderful listeners and understanders and people who are empathetic, but you, you do put a top priority on listening. You can see that it's a, a conscientious effort. Yeah. You can see when there's moments where maybe I know the average person might contribute or, or chime in, you continue to listen. And that's a, a such a valuable thing. Cause m most of my episodes are, you know, I'm, I'm asking the questions I'm listening. You know, I want them to be able to speak their mind, pour their heart, share their story mm. and so on. You are very intentional about your listening, which I got to say on you know, rare trait. Mm. especially nowadays keep that shit going brother i appreciate that keep that shit going and those out there listening is one of those things especially in the professional adult world where i feel like and i'm not wrong i, I don't know if i'm right or wrong or if i'm not an expert in any way shape or form entertainment personally but a lot of people don't have that as one of their priorities and that's they want to prove maybe the most intellectual 
eye-opening point. They want to yeah. show you what they truly care about. They want to make you feel what they feel. And that's completely reasonable. That's completely part of our DNA. That's part of how civilization has made itself so great mm. is by being able to share those ideas. But you know what? If no one ever listened to those ideas and if no one ever bought into those ideas or if no one ever re-instilled belief into those ideas, the amazing things, the greatness that maybe others share and speak of will never come to fruition. So if you are a great speaker, share of stories, builder, lover, the list goes on and on. Father, mother, leader. Make sure you put a high emphasis on listening. On listening. And, and O'Neill, you, you do a damn. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I said it about 30 times, I think. But <laughs> you do a damn good job, bro. And I, Where does that come from? My listening. Because I can tell that it's 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 stands in a class of its own. Mm. That's a good question. When did you start to understand that, hey, maybe I need to listen a little bit? I will first of all say that I feel like I got my listening from my dad. Love that. He listens a lot. He uh, is someone who isn't quick to speak, but is he's quicker to listen than he is to speak. And I love that. Yeah. Like people too. don't, people don't quantify that. They don't quantify like, Hey, I'm listening hard as fuck. Mm -hmm. People don't think about that. Mm -hmm. People think, Hey, I'm, I'm spitting game. I'm fucking giving them. I'm letting them know the truth, the gospel, the, the thing they need to hear. Mm hmm. But what if people were like, hey, I'm hearing every single word and I'm picking up every single emotional cue that they're giving me. And I'm just embracing their story oh. and putting myself in them shoes. That right there, ladies and gents, is about 50 times more valuable. 50 times more fucking valuable, Pete. And yeah. there's a time where, like, I can remember, you know, we get into arguments with people, but we really don't hear what they're saying. We're just quick to say what is on our mind and then they're quick to say what's on their mind and we don't really nothing gets accomplished nothing gets accomplished because we're never we're never trying to listen to what these other people are saying or whatever the other party is saying there's a time i was at dinner and um we were talking about all this nonsense we don't even need to get to it but we're just talking about it and the person who i was talking to was given their piece and i was given my piece and i agreed with that person but that person wouldn't, wouldn't wasn't able to see that I was able to agree with them because they weren't that's the shit. listening. That's the shit that's when I'm like, this is this has gone too far. Yeah, I'm like, why are we arguing if I agree with you? I just told you, yes, I love you. I agree, you're right. Yes, and you're still fucking yelling at me because <laughs> they you weren't know, hear, they weren't hearing you, right. bro. They weren't hearing me either. And the power of listening, the power of uh, nonverbal communication is something that is so fucking, I think, underestimated. So underestimated. 
but so fucking vital in Maybe progression. Maybe our world needs it now more than ever. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We oh, yeah. we 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 got a headline world. Oh yeah. See it, love it, love to see it. Back to the show. That's what I think about when I think about creativity. Just like, you know, you're just able to fucking hear. Oh, you know, how many episodes? I. I hear you, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. How many episodes have you done of uh, Master, Master of One? One, brother? Uh, over 200, bro. And they're from one, one to five minutes. One right? to five minutes average. Yep. It's really just been like um, mem- memoirs about Ta- me going through shit. Tap us in. Tap us in. So, y'all want to hear, I have a podcast called Master of One with Genesis Gray. It's on all podcast uh, platforms. Yes, sir. All you got to do, go subscribe. Support the family. Support it. And it's called The Master of One with Genesis Gray. And it's just me fucking with glasses on. And that that should be enough for you to see it. But, you know, Master of One. Glasses on. Open heart, open mind. Say that. Yeah, that's what I. That's how I, that. I mean. Should I get a commission for that tagline? Because that was pretty fucking good. That was pretty fucking good. But that—that's how I describe it, and it's—it's it's very, very uh, peaceful. Would be a word that I'd mm. plug in there, but it's also just refreshing. We'll put it. I appreciate I that. that. Those are two two of the ones that come to mind. I appreciate that. It's good to tap in because you know you show the human element of you know your story, your lessons, your thoughts, your experiences. And wow, that's so valuable. People didn't have that advantage when we were growing up. And to be one of the people who identifies that and capitalizes upon that to share knowledge and experiences with others, huge benefit. Huge. Dang. So, fucking love it on you. Hey, appreciate you, Pete. Salute. Salute. Is that the kombucha? Yeah, I still got some of it. June shine. Y'all got some work to do. If you want to know how to improve your product, come talk to me and Pete. Cause did you did you activate it? Even with its activation, it's not it's not hitting like it needs to. Right. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we can it make it hit innovation. like it needs to. It needs some engineering. It needs some media. Some engineering and creativity in that yep. shit. Sprinkling dinkle some of that in, you'll have a good drink. <laughs> Anyways, it's alcoholic, so it's a it's healthy. They did it. They tried it. Is kombucha healthy? I feel like it is. I feel like it's very um It sounds healthy. I feel like it's very uh healthy. You know, I don't know too much about it, so I'm not gonna speak like I'm a fucking pro. But it tastes good. It's, it's good. probiotic. It's probiotic. We should put that on the screen like probiotic. 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 Here's the definition. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> You're reading it right now. We're not sure what it says because we don't have the dictionary, but it's good. 
<laughs> good for you. Bruh. I wonder what like probiotic means for life. Because uh, like pro and biotic for it, life. It, it's um fuck. I know this. This is pissing me off. It's uh It helps produce healthy bacteria that helps the gut. Okay. Because there's antibiotics that kills bad bacteria that I doesn't see. help the body. So you're you're right. You're right. You're right. And I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna read the definition. Probiotic. Oh, I'm fucking hyped. I got that right. I was worried. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. That's it gold, says. Baby. Denoting a substance which stimulates the growth of microorganisms, especially those with beneficial properties, such as those of intestinal flora. Don't know what the fuck that is. But you were right about the beneficial properties. Like, it's good for you. Good for you. It's fucking good for you. Probiotics. So drink more kombucha. Well, it's a little pricey, but get your probiotic pill. It is. It is. It is. You can't. You're, you're right about that one. It is expensive. It's pricey. Ladies and gents, we're going to see you after this quick commercial break. Fire me up. Sorry, technical difficulties. Cameraman is drunk. Back to the show now. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Good Old Hand Planet podcast. We are happy to see you. How happy are we on the on a scale of one to a hundo? A hundo. A hundo. A hundo. Simple as that, ladies and gents. A hundo is where we're checking it at. We hope you are checking it at a hundo as well because we love to see it. And if you're hanging out with us tonight, we also love to see that. And we hope you're having a damn good time. And make sure to watch to the end because it's about to get really, really good. Brother O'Neill, usually we always have a special segment of the Hand Planet podcast, which is who would win, would you rather, or a new segment called Crazy Questions. <laughs> okay. Are we ready to give a shot? Yes. They're not too crazy. Let's do it. And um, to give full transparency, these questions are just good questions to discuss with anyone. Question number one. O'Neill, is there life after death? Yo, these crazy questions, they're going to make me get deep. Like, Well, I mean, that's what we're here for. Okay. It is. <laughs> All right, then. Is there life after death? It's a, I mean, you can go yes or no, or you can go... Yes. You can dive in. Yes, I feel like there is life after death. I feel like we as humans are very... We have a lot of energy within us, and that energy just doesn't die off just because our physical selves are dead. Yes, too. I'm a yes, too. That's 100% agree. Um, a soul is forever. A soul is forever. Next question. 
Are you supposed to tolerate shit from your family just because they're your family? To an extent. To an extent. To an extent. Damn it. We're on the exact same page. Sorry, ladies and gents. We're not getting too controversial. <laughs> O'Neill and I see eye to eye on a lot of things. <laughs> hey, you're you're to an extent too. Yeah, to an extent. <laughs> to an extent. I mean, you got to draw the fucking line at some point. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. With everyone. Hell yeah. There's got to be. It's not just family too. There's there's significant others, teammates, coworkers. The list goes on and on and on. Essential list of people in your life where hey sometimes you gotta throw the fucking line hey but i will say the extent reaches the greatest when it comes to family it's not like i'm gonna oh, no take doubt. the same shit from a no doubt a regular got, person then so like whoever's second place is like three times less mm, significantly family. less yeah. bro that's our family yeah. yeah 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 even though my brother sometimes is a is a tough cookie your older brother yeah, I love him to death. No, he's a beauty. He's Same. A beauty. He's a beauty, but sometimes I'm not Yeah, but I love him. They're so different than us, bro. Oh, yeah. How, how much older is your older brother? Uh, Three years. What about you? Five. Five. But. Around the same time. Yeah. Way smaller than he is. Mm. No disrespect. No who, disrespect. Who would you say smarter, your older brother or you? We both have. We both have very different skill set but we both have a lot of similar skill sets i see you i don't know i i wouldn't be able to i mean i would say if it boils down to it because he has more life experience mm. i'll give it to him so being a good little brother <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah sure yeah that's real though. That's real though. We do have our different strengths, which I mean, you know, he's not a unit. I'm a unit. He's good at golf. I'm not good at golf. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. But we got it. We got brotherhood, and that's the same thing. We got to pay homage and respect to our older brothers, right? No doubt about that. Real shit, like, and it's very important to which which. This is, could, could lead down a whole rabbit hole, but I'll say, you know, one thing we maybe spoke on earlier is how a man should treat a woman to be an example for their children. Mm. You know, be a good man to your baby mama because you got to set the standard or be a good wife to show, you know, what a good mother is or something. Or be a good man to any woman you're in a relationship with, too. Absolutely. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. So I feel like that, you know, is parallel with that. Yeah, yeah. Brother, next question. Let's get it. Love or wealth? Wealth. Mm. I feel like love is wealth, bro. I feel like love is wealth. Well, what's your, I mean. What's my answer? What answer are you bubbling on the test? It said, when I when I said wealth first, I meant wealth. But then it made me think about where wealth comes from. And that's 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 love. So I think without wealth. So, well, some people get it the greasy way. The greasy way. What do you mean? Like love the greasy way? No, no, no. <laughs> well, that's not love. I, I guess there's that too. But I was thinking some people get 
get wealth, the greasy way. Some uh, people get rich, rich off of uh, Well, I mean, that's not every. That's not the majority. So that's not. I don't even. Know. It's that's not. a shitty thing to bring up. My bad. Take it back. No, it's real. It's real. Like, that's real shit. There's some El Chapos out there. Mm-hmm. And even thinking about like wealth, getting it the greasy way. Where does that wealth for the greasy who people people who get it for the ways that are seen as greasy, where does it come from from them? It's a love of something. Right. It's a love of something, whether we agree with it or not. It's a love for something for them. And that's Which why true. Which I mean It's love. There's a lot it is. No doubt about that. Brother next question. Let's get it. Is your own happiness more important than someone else's? And I'll just bro, say these, these questions are aren't directly questions, from bro. me, but I did find the good source. These are good ass questions. So is my love a direct source? Say it again. Is your own happiness more important than someone else's? To an extent, it depends on the situation. Yeah. To an extent, it depends on the situation. Sometimes my my happiness can be something that isn't really uh, sustaining. Sometimes my happiness can be I feel like uh, instinctual. Right, right, right. I agree. I feel like this is like a uh, not a question you can just say yes or no to. It's like a percentage thing. You know what I'm uh, saying? You know what I'm saying? It's like maybe sixty three percent of the time, yes. Yeah. But forty seven percent of the time it's no if I'm factoring on time. But if I factor in like effort, maybe it's you know, ninety percent yes, it's ten percent no. Bro, fifty fifty, bro. It's tough. Tough. Fifty fifty, bro. Next question. Fifty fifty. <laughs> Should the death penalty be a thing? Yes or no? Wow. Wow. These are real questions, bro. These are questions. Should the death penalty thing be a thing? Should it be a thing? Yes or no? Damn. That's a really good question. That's tough. I got to think about that. Like, Next question. This guy is killing me with the questions, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, these questions are really hard. They're really, they're really fucking like. Okay, okay. you gotta think about that shit, really. Okay, I, I feel like this one, this one's still a tough cookie, but I think we can answer. Do guns make society safer or more violent? I say. What do you say? Yeah. I say, I say safer personally. Yeah. I say safer personally. When laws are in place and they're in place and in the places they need to be, maybe I I mean I'm no politician, but I I feel safe when I know I can be I can protect myself or someone else near me can easily protect themselves. That's that's my I mean and I'm just a normal fucking guy. I do enjoy going to the gun range, bro. Hell, and do you feel fucking safe there? I do. Yeah, fuck. I do, especially because everyone there is like uh, trained to do what they do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Scary, ba- scary bastards. Oh, they be coming out and shooting like Ooh-wee. on point. 
on point. And when I go there, I'm like, yo, I got to do my same thing. But you got to. To answer your question, I think it is, it is safe. It is safe for this, for us to have firearms and for protect it, ourselves. Like, right. why, why do we have it? You know, for it, for it not to be unavailable. My main thing is for it not to be unavailable to society, to law-abiding citizens. You know, shouldn't shouldn't be an issue. Especially when it's available to people who aren't. You know what I'm saying? Right. Then right. how are we supposed to defend ourselves when stuff does happen? It's not exactly that's some real shit. Like we live in a real world, and we need to protect ourselves in a way where we're not fucking disadvantaged. So true. You know what I'm saying? So true. So I, and I, if I believe you have the I opportunity to not put yourself at that disadvantage, you should have that. Opportunity. Exactly. If you've met the requirements or you yeah. are good to have it, then see it, love it, love to see it. Back to the show. Would you rather eat nothing but salad or nothing but dessert for a week? Just a week? Just a week. I, I would have to do salad. If I did dessert, I'd have a heart attack. Or not a heart No, I mean, that's dramatizing it. But I, ooh, I, choose, I don't need dessert. I choose dessert, bro. Just for a week? Come on now. See, I, I don't have... I'm, Just a week, bro? I'm, I'm, I'm up there. You can still I'm drink water. You can still eat your thing. Just... I honestly don't eat dessert. Eat that honey bun, bro. I'll find a honey bun. No doubt about that. Eat that pizza. Ooh, I love a good pizza. Would you rather be monitored to... <laughs> Let me run that back. <laughs> Would you rather be married to a 10 with a bad personality or a 6 with an amazing personality? No comment on that here. No comment, no, no comment. comment. No comment. Would you rather be able to see 10 minutes into your own future uh -huh. or 10 minutes into the future of anyone but yourself? 10 minutes. I would rather look into the future of someone else. Yeah. You think so? For sure? For Final sure. answer? Final answer. Bro, that, that is a tough one. I feel like... It's kind of scary though, seeing into someone else's future. Why? For ten minutes? Imagine, imagine, imagine the arguments you would have with people, telling them, "Hey, you're about to fucking block it, blah, 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 and you need to not, you need to stop." Like, uh, so you would try to go like try to fix it or like correct it. I feel like, I feel like you would have like a responsibility if some bad shits happen. You see. Bad shit about that. Dang, uh, it's cool you think about it that way. Like, right? it is. It is. I mean, do you? I mean, I wasn't thinking about it that way at all, bro. I was thinking about it in the way of like, if I had to see my future for the next ten minutes, that'd piss you off. See, that fucking fuck with me too. It made me anxious as fuck. Like, I'm just gonna, right. am I just gonna wait for it to happen? Like, it's already my future. Should I just wait for it? I agree. You know? Right. It is the lesser of two evils. Yeah, dude. Ten minutes in the future would be like a little piece. Mm. 
it's like okay what's next what's next after me for this you I'd know probably what I'm get like pissed off at myself sometimes shit. Like, wow, you're, still, you're still taking a shit <laughs> yeah yeah you it just... was 7 43 a.m when you look 10 minutes into the future and now you're still sitting here what the hell are you doing with Bruh, your life? and i think it's so fucking detrimental if we can see the 10 minutes of minutes of ourselves why is your coffee not ready why are you still eating cereal well i don't i don't dare you cereal guy sometimes i ate cereal this morning i had some granola and cheerios this morning that okay see granola you, you're doing you that's good shit it was what do you eat for breakfast bro bro i eat as many eggs as i can i have some eggs too that's yeah yeah egg <laughs> Honestly, sausage and some cereal bro that's what i eat hell yeah yeah eggs and a smoothie that's now, it. Now imagine if the or next. Put the eggs inside the if you saw the next ten minutes of your life and it was just you making a fucking smoothie, some mundane, boring ass shit, just making a smoothie for ten minutes. I like... don't make boring smoothies though. Oh shit! I throw the whole fucking sink in there. Oh, so you tell me it'd be a movie? Oh, it'd be it'd be a fucking MTV banger. <laughs> it'd put Steve to shame. They'd be like, what the fuck is this guy putting to his wonder? Three scoops of creatine, three cracked eggs, a gallon of strawberries, pomegranate juice, celery juice, the <laughs> three whole... scoops of protein powder. Dang. Well, okay. I feel that. No, no, I, I see. Dramatization, but definitely up there. That's cool. That's cool you see it that way. That's cool you see it that way. So then what do you see? You just see like... Uh, Whenever it was telling the future for someone in 10 minutes. I, I don't want to do that. I, I'm with you. I want to go look at people's others. Other people's future. It's the less of the two evils. Lesser of the two evils, yeah. Okay, brother. Ne- next question. Would you rather be able to slow down time by 10% or jump three times as high as you can right now? jump three times as high as I can right now. Leaper? Leaper. Leaper. I'm going to jump. So fucking out of the sky. You can dunk. Bruh. I mean, you probably could if you wanted to. If you try. I can't even dunk right now. It depends how high the hoop is, actually. You can run over a motherfucker. I never even tried to dunk before. It's okay. When you can run over people, you don't necessarily need to know how to dunk. See it, love it, love to see it. Back to the show. Talk about real shit. Everything I move, never, I'm never chilling. I'm taking psychedelics, then my brain is in the ceiling. And people always telling me to pop a fucking ceiling. I'm never always taking drugs, yeah, I'm really killing. Genesis is my name, spin my game. Everybody say the same shit, but I'm on the flame. Never know what's talking shit, and I keep it in my lane. Best believe my mind is clean, best believe my mind ain't stained. Man, I got Pete on this podcast Living every night, it's gonna be a fucking blast Every time I'm making money, give it me in cash Yeah, I invest, cause I just like that fucking asset W2, that's what we fucking do I had to quit my 9 to 5, this shit ain't cool Working as an engineer, but I'm too cool Cause my mind is creative, like my boy Pete, dude Yeah Yeah. Bro, here's me coming in here and 
Where can we support you? Where can we show some love? Instagram. I am at the Genesis Gray. At on LinkedIn, I am O'Neill and Bakway. Great LinkedIn content. I'll tell you that. I appreciate you, bro. Mad respect, brother. And on Twitter, I'm at the Genesis Gray. Y'all Spotify. just follow me. Spotify, Genesis Gray. Website, GenesisGray.com. Y'all connect with me. Show some love, baby. Show some love and uh let's keep growing. Let's keep growing. Sir. Let's keep let's keep it going strong. And if you enjoyed tonight's show, make sure to share it with someone who you believe needs some good vibes in their lives. Because as we always say, you can never overdose on the good vibes. On the good vibes. And we will see your beautiful faces soon, ladies and gents. Take her easy.